0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Ellie Danka and
1: Ryan Huang. It's time now for the bigger picture and Ryan, this morning we are looking at an unverified social media post uh, that talks about China potentially exiting its covid zero. Again, I stress this is unverified, but what's interesting is we've seen a market reaction despite the fact that, you know, mm. people know it's unverified.
0: Yeah, interesting to see how much optimism is driving Chinese stocks. In the past hour or past day, we've seen Hong Kong stocks bouncing back. And that's what the Hang Seng jumped as much as 7% intraday. And if you look at the Nasdaq Golden Dragon Index, it was up 38 overnight after jumping as much as 7.6% during the session, so reflecting a bit of hunger for good news when it comes to the Chinese markets. Of course, investors will be watching very closely for what happens in the next 24 hours where we will get the FOMC making its rate decision and also guiding for what's to come next. Let's unpack it with Abilash Narayan, he is the Senior Investment Strategist for Standard Chartered Private Bank. Morning Abilash, how are you doing today? morning Ryan good to be back. Hey glad to have you back Abilash. Now let's talk about what's driving markets right now and let's start with China because you've got this unverified social media post going around and that seems to be enough to get people excited. How much was this going to continue for because for now you've got markets going up. Is that enough for momentum to keep things going?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was surprising to a certain degree to see an unverified post uh, leading to such a strong market reaction, but that just goes to show you how pessimistic the sentiment had become for Chinese stocks as well as currencies, and any glimmer of positive news led to sh- such a sharp reaction. Now, if you look at the currency markets, CNH has given up most of the gains, Those stocks are still hanging on to, to decent gains. But if you look at the zero COVID policy itself, if you look at Bloomberg reports, they are indicating that on the ground, a number of cities are actually increasing uh, their restrictions. Mm. And, uh, you know, while we may see some modest relaxations here or there, such as the relaxation for Chinese tourists to visit Macau, we are unlikely to see any major shift in the policy at least till February or March of next year. So from a stock market perspective, we think that Chinese equities should still do broadly okay because although zero COVID, policy is a headwind. Valuations are extremely cheap, close to the GFC lows, and the positioning, as I mentioned, is extremely, extremely short. So, you know, given that we think that any positive news could lead to further sharp rallies like the one we saw yesterday.
0: Yeah, ablesh how will you be approaching these Chinese stock markets right now? Because you've got the valuations looking attractive. Um, just last week, it was at nine-year lows. And you have these prospects of it potentially opening again in time to come. Is this the time to get in on the bargains?
1: Well, uh, depends on your risk appetite, but potentially yes, right? So while we could see a a bit more choppiness in Chinese equities for the next one, two months, on a 12-month horizon, we think that they should probably perform in line or slightly better than global equities because, uh, as I mentioned, uh, valuations are extremely cheap. And we think that analysts are very, very bearish on on Chinese equities as far as earnings expectations are concerned. So if we do see some reopening in China or some easing of policy in China uh, in 2023, then some of these earnings estimates could rise quite, quite rapidly, and if you look at, uh, you know, the the broad sentiment that's, that's that's quite bearish, and that's historically been you know one of the contrarian indicators for, for mm. stock market rallies. So more choppiness in the near term, but uh, if you have a 12 month horizon, that might not be a bad time to add
0: exposure. All right, Chairman Abhijit Narayan, he is the senior investment strategist for Senate Chartered Private Bank. Now, Abhilesh, turning our attention to the FOMC, which will be making its decision? Tomorrow morning, Singapore time, we are by and large looking out for a 75 basis point rate hike. The big question is, what's happening next, Abelash, based on the latest data we are getting? Is that enough for the Fed to dial back? Actually,
1: no. So um, if you look at the data that came uh, came out yesterday, we saw stronger than expected manufacturing PMI and, and, and strong job uh, openings in the U.S. through Joel's survey. So we think that a 75 basis point hike uh, from the Fed is sort of a consensus expectation and, and is largely a done deal. Now, the focus for the markets will be the comments from, from the Fed, from the Fed Chair Powell. And if, uh, you know, recent guidance uh, from Fed speakers is anything to go by, we think that uh, we are unlikely to see any dovish tilt because Fletcher Powell had laid down three clear conditions for slowing down or stopping the pace of rate hikes. And they were below trend growth. And if we see uh, the Q3 GDP in US rebounded to 2.6% and it was stronger than expectations, right? So GDP growth is broadly okay. Uh, Second condition he mentioned was softer labor markets and labor markets are red hot. So that condition has not been met. And third was evidence that inflation is moving back to 2%. And again, we are still far away from that. So we think that, Fed will likely retain its broadly hawkish stance, uh, and we think any expectation of a pivot uh, in the next couple of months is a bit too premature.
0: Yeah, looking at possibly higher for longer, based on what I've been getting the sense from the latest data. So, what does this mean for the US dollar? We've seen it hit 114 recently, it's now at 111. Is it going to go back up there again?
1: Well, we think that the path for U.S. dollar will be sort of uh, differentiated uh, over the next one to three months or 12, mo- and then the 12 months. So for the next three months, we think that dollar is likely to strengthen from here. So we are looking for around 3% appreciation to around 116, 116.5 area for the DXY index because Fed will be hiking rates at, at a rapid pace. But we do expect Fed to sort of pause the rate hikes and uh, somewhere in the first half of next year, whereas other central banks such as ECB, uh, you know, BOE, are likely to continue hiking rates well into 2023. And that means that the yield advantage that the U.S. enjoys will sort of diminish as we go through 2023. So stronger dollar uh, in the next three months, but then we expect the XY index to come back to 110 to 112 range on a 12-month horizon.
0: Now, Abilash, talking about higher rate expectations, what does this mean for allocation when it comes to someone's portfolio? Does this mean a higher percentage of your portfolio going into bonds? Absolutely. We think it's a great time to
1: start rebalancing towards high-quality investment-grade corporate bonds, both in US as well as, as Asia. Now, one of the key questions we get is, if you expect further rate increases, is it better to wait for the Fed to end rate hiking cycle? Mm. Now, we looked at, uh, you know, uh, Fed rate, rate hiking cycles over the last 50 years. And one of the key learnings there was that 10 year US government bond yields generally tend to peak before the last Fed rate hike. So, while I, I completely understand that there is a place for cash and allocations, we think that it's not appropriate to hold back uh, from switching into high quality bonds because the yields that you're getting today is, is extremely attractive. So, for instance, if you look at yields from US IG corporate bonds or even Asian dollar bonds, that's higher than the yields we saw in 2006 and 7. So, yields are very, very attractive and we think that even if you do see a bit of price drawdown, the the, the attractive yield or the coupon that you receive uh, should be good enough to mean that over the next 12 months, investors still generate positive returns.
0: Right, might be time to relook your portfolios. And one last one to wrap things up, Ablesh, We've seen that saying, you know, sell in May and go away. And for many investors, they come back in October going by the saying, what does this mean for the current rally that we've been seeing in stock markets? October is a pretty good month. Well, yes. If you look at
1: history, Q4 in general, October, November, December, tends to be a strong period for for U.S. equities. Uh, And clearly, uh, we think that uh, there is possibility for the current rally that we've been seeing for the past two weeks to extend a bit. But we think it's it's largely a bear market rally. We don't expect it to sustain for a long period of time. Because if you look at the driver for the rally, uh, it has been driven by, you know, very uh, short positioning or bearish positioning in U.S. equities and better than expected earnings in Q3 season. we think that uh, analysts or the consensus are underestimating the challenges to U.S. earnings uh, going forward. So we do expect uh, EPS uh, or earnings revisions to be uh, brought down, earnings expectations to be brought down. Sorry, uh, and that would mean uh, that that could act as a headwind for U.S. equities. So uh, we would fade any bounce and use any sort of rallies to as an opportunity to rebalance into higher quality bonds, as I mentioned.
0: All right, great conversation. Let me share with Narayan. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Senate Chartered Private Bank. Abelash, thanks as always, and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thanks, Ryan. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O.